Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. Level Up Wednesday! How you guys feeling? You feeling good? Feeling good? Feeling good? Awesome! Well, we had this table just broke. You picked it up and it was like... Anybody see, nobody saw that? Good. That means that he did good covering up, y'all, okay? Because that man picked it up and it was like, Stephen, you did a great job. Give it up for Stephen and Mr. Stagehands over here, okay? My heart dropped because I thought my computer hit the ground, but it was just the table, so it was fine. But real quick, I just want to say hello and welcome to our Level Up 6th graders. Can we give it up for them real quick? Woo! If you didn't know and you just came into your room and you're like, I thought this was just a regular Wednesday night. Well, it is a Wednesday night, but it's super, super, super special because we are inviting in some people that have just made the jump to middle school, okay? And they are here. They're coming from brave kids all the way to brave youth, okay? So real quick, I'm going to have my sixth graders come on up and join me on this big stage. Come up here real quick. You guys can just like jump up on the stage if you want or walk around, whatever. If you're a sixth grader, yes, yes, come on up, come on up. I love it. Whoa! They're coming out of everywhere. Whoa. Woo-woo! Give it up for them as they come! Yeah! Awesome. You guys can keep scooching down, keep scooching down, keep scooching down. Awesome. Guys, that's a brand new fam group right there. Look at that. Woo! Awesome. Well, real quick, I thought it was super special because it's not often that we get to add like a whole grade of people into our youth ministry. It only happens once a year. And so real quick, I want to introduce you guys to them, okay? And you guys need to do your part and introduce yourselves to them after the service, okay? But we're going to introduce them because they're super cool. They're way cooler than I ever was in sixth grade. And I think they deserve to know who they are. Are you guys excited to meet them? Yeah? Awesome. Well, I'm going to start right here. Sixth graders, you're going to tell them your name, what school you go to, and what was your favorite, what are you most excited for to be in Brave Youth? What are you most excited for to be in Brave Youth? Okay. I know I just popped it on you. I just popped it on you, but I believe in you. Okay. Do you guys believe in her? She can get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Here you go. Uh, my name's Alice. I go to Matter Academy. And I'm most excited about learning about Jesus Christ and new people. Woo! Welcome. My name is Jaden, and I go to Pine Charter, and I'm so I'm excited to meet new people. Yeah! Woo! My name is Jeremiah Trana. I'm from WR Thomas, and I'm and I want to have make new friends. Woo! New friends! Yeah! Alright, come up here. You're kind of, there you go, there you go. You're heading back there. What's your name? My name is Brandon and I go to get some Charter and I'm excited for all the activities we're going to do here. Yeah! Uh, my name's Adrian. I go to Glades Middle School and I'm excited for all the challenges that we're going to do. Woo! Pay war? Color war being the first challenge? Are you going to stay the cleanest? What? Are you going to stay the cleanest? You're not going to get as dirty? You're going to get everybody work. Okay, cool, cool. What's your name? Le My name is Leonardo, and I go to the school called Green... Gl no, not Green... G Greater Miami Adventist Academy, and I'm excited to meet new people. Yeah! Woo-hoo! 
What's your name? My name is Sophia, and I go to Rockway, and I'm excited to meet new people. Yeah! Hi, my name is Imani. I go to Cambridge International Academy, and I'm most excited for God to bless me and my family. Woo! Hi, my name is Gabby. I go to Rockway, and I'm excited to get closer to God. That was her sister, you guys. That's not just some random yelling at her, okay? school it was a big change and we just want to pray for them and welcome them and we believe that God's going to do big things in them right all right so let's pray you guys can stretch your hands to the front dear Jesus we just thank you for each and every one of these sixth graders God we just pray that you would use them beyond their years God I pray that from the time that they are young they would know that they don't have to reach a certain age to be used by you God I just pray right now that you would give them influence as they walk in their schools God I pray that you would give them protection every single place that they go God that you would surround them with godly friends Jesus I pray that as they come here God they would feel connected they would find family and more importantly they would find you Jesus and I just pray that their relationship with you would be taken to a whole nother level God we just thank you Lord Jesus that you have great plans and purpose for them God and we're excited to see them unfold before our eyes we love you and we praise you in Jesus name and everybody said amen and amen awesome sixth graders you can take a seat we're so glad that you guys are here with us so glad that you guys are here with us man there's a lot of them. I wasn't expecting that many. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Real quick. How was everybody's first day back to school? How was it? How was it? Guys, I'm so proud of you for making it out to Brave Youth, okay? You could have just like said, eh, I got homework, eh, I'm back in school. But guess what? You made time for Jesus tonight, and I believe he's going to speak to you. He's going to do something great in your life. And so I'm so excited that you guys are here today. We're going to do a color war a little bit later. Is anybody excited for the color war? Yeah? If you don't know what a color war is and you just kind of showed up, I'm so sorry. Um... Well, I'm not sorry. You're going to have a blast, okay? But you're going to get paint thrown on you, okay? If you don't want to play, okay, again, you can take a seat. It's okay. I'm not going to make you play. But I can't guarantee that other people won't make you play and throw paint on you, okay? So here's the deal. We're going to just, like, attack each other with a ton of paint, and it's going to be a blast. It sounds kind of crazy, but it truly is so fun. Every year, I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. But then I leave it, and I'm like, that was the best thing ever. Like, it's super fun. So uh, it's going to be great. We're going to be doing that at the end of the service, and then all also, is anybody like interested to find out who won Brave Wars? <laughs> well, it's too bad you're not finding out right now because we're going to make time for Jesus first. Jesus first, Brave Wars last, okay? But y'all were maniacs fighting for Brave Wars, okay? It was a great time these past, this past month. Did anybody enjoy the all-nighter? All-nighter, yes, yes. 
Y'all are crazy, guys. I've done many all-nighters in my, my lifespan, okay? Normally by like three o'clock, four o'clock, everyone gets grumpy. Everyone wants to go home. They're like, Pastor Witt, where can I sleep? But you guys are psycho, okay? I don't know if it's because you guys have just like not had school in person for a long time, so you've been pulling all-nighters all year long or what, but you were conditioned, you were ready to go, and you guys, the energy didn't stop. Some of you guys, I talked to someone and they're like, yeah, Pastor Witt, I didn't go to sleep till 3 p.m. the next day. I'm like, why not? Just go to sleep, you guys are crazy. But it was a great time, the energy was there, and I went to sleep. Did anyone else just crash? crash okay parents parents love all-nighters because they don't have to see their kids for two full days because they just sleep forever and sleep forever but it's awesome the title of my message tonight is called level up level up turn to your friend turn to a friend around you say it's time to level up say you need to level up awesome worship team you can be dismissed thank you if you guys have been coming to church on Sundays, who's been to church on Sundays recently? Yes, yes. We've been in our Relationship Goals series, okay? It's been a great series laying the foundation for what Jesus meant for relationships to look like, for how he intended your family to look, how he intended your love life to look, how he intended life to look for you. And we've been talking a lot about that. It's been fun getting all the tips and tricks, how to communicate. This past Sunday, we talked about how to handle um, communication and solve conflict. Has anybody ever dealt with conflict in your life, right? And you're like, okay, I've been in a fight. I don't know how to handle this. Well, this Sunday we talked about it. If you guys have not been to a Sunday at Brave Church, you need to get to Sundays at Brave Church. Youth is awesome, but Sundays is like the root of it all. You need to be there, be in the room. So come. We've got services 10 and 12, and we've got a 6 p.m. service downtown. So you guys need to come and be a part of it. But this year, We've been talking about relationships a lot in main service, but I really felt like, God, as we're going into this new school year, what is it that we need to hit on? And I felt like he spoke to me, we need to talk about family. We need to talk about family. And even now, as I just saw family, I feel like I just saw, like, different emotions come out of you guys. Like, I saw some people smile a little bit. I saw some people, like, instantly go, okay. Why is that? When I say the word family, what comes to your mind? I need some brave people to raise your hand. When I say the word family, what comes to your mind? And you can be real, you can be raw, you can be honest. Unity, okay. What else? What comes to your mind? People you can look up to, okay. Bonds, bonding, okay. What was that? The boys. the boys. Where's the girls at? Hey, okay. <laughs> Give it up for the boys. Yes. Family, what else? What else comes to your mind? When you hear the word family, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Arguments? Okay. People that you love? Conflict? Chaos to peacefulness to chaos? Okay, that's good. That's good. Peace? What? Okay, you're goofy. Ethan, you're goofy, bruh. Okay, one more, one more. Movie nights? Ooh, movie nights. I love the word family because as you think about the word family, maybe you think of a picture of what family should be, 
right? Maybe in your mind you have this idea of what family should look like, what family should do together, what family should talk about, right? Or maybe you think about your family personally, things that you have happened within your family. But to f- the word family, it sometimes brings joy to people, right? Growing up in my home, um, my family was very like the definition of white people family. I don't know how else to say, okay? Like they did all the typical things that like you would just picture a family would do, right? So we had a dinner table and when my dad, so this is the opposite though, okay? How many of your mamas cook? How many mamas cook in this room, okay? Right? Praise the Lord for the mamas. How many of your dads cook? Okay, my dad, my dad was the cook. My mom, she liked to say, your dad is the chef and you and I am the cleaner, okay? So I clean everything up, he can cook everything. But the moment the food would come out of the oven, the moment the food was ready, my dad would be like, hey, food's ready. And it did not matter what we were doing. It did not matter how much homework we had. We would run to that table. And if we were even just a second late, my dad would be like, nope, you don't get any because you waited till it got cold and I'm not warming it up. I'm only going to cook something if it's good, fresh and hot and ready to go for you. And I would be like, daddy, please, please. I'm just hungry. He's like, okay, go make some ramen noodles because he didn't want to slave away making something that I wasn't there to enjoy. Right. And then to some people, family, family doesn't bring the greatest connotation for you. For some people, family brings a lot of pain. It brings a lot of hurt to you. Maybe the first thing that you think about is arguments. Maybe the first thing that you think about is um, the struggle. Maybe the first thing that you think about is maybe misunderstanding, right? Sometimes being in a family um, causes pain. Sometimes it doesn't cause the most joyful situations to come out of our life. But I want to challenge you with a question tonight. Could it be that God knew exactly what he was doing, putting you in the family that you're in? Could it be that you could be an answer to your family? Here's the thing, brave youth, if we come here, we always talk about like you belong here, right? We come here, we make a family with each other, that's great, but I believe that as you guys come in here and God begins to transform your life, I'm not doing my part as your youth pastor if you don't begin to see God transform your homes, if you don't begin to see God transform your relationships, if you don't begin to see God just transform the atmosphere in your house, if this is the only place that you hear worship music, that I'm not doing my job. There needs to be a part where you're saying, hey, I recognize that God has intended family not just to be in my, my household, but it's to be every place that I go. That it, God actually has created me to be somebody that in the word of God actually says in Genesis 1.28, it says, go and be fruitful and multiply. Go and be fruitful and multiply. That from the beginning of time, Genesis is the first book of the Bible. It was one of the first commands that God ever gave to man. And he said, go and be fruitful and multiply. What does that mean, okay? You guys are not at a place where you need to be making babies or multiplying, all right? That is off the table, not even on the table for you guys to consider, okay? But here's the deal. I believe that everything in the Bible has relation to us at some point, but we have to learn how to apply it to our lives, right? And so when Jesus was saying, go be fruitful and multiply, I believe that as a teenager, he was speaking to you, go be fruitful and multiply. What does that mean? That means take everything that I'm doing in your life and go be fruitful and multiply it in other people's lives. 
That means that if you're learning how to walk in the fruits of the spirit, if you're learning that God is giving you um, patience, he's teaching you how to be patient, right? A lot of times as we go through our walk with God, he will challenge us to be patient. There'll be times where we feel like he's not listening to us or maybe we don't hear him loud enough or maybe he's not speaking. Well, guess what? God is just training you in one of the gifts of the spirit to be patient. And guess what? As you're patient, in return, you're able to produce joy in someone else because in a way that maybe you would have responded harshly, maybe in a way that you would have responded by yelling at them, right? In a way that you would have responded negatively, God's saying, no, I've put patience in you and now you're going to be fruitful and multiply. And when you do respond with a gift of the spirit, when you do respond in the way that God created you to respond, guess what? In return, people begin to want to be that same way as well. We always talk about that we believe that, you know, youth are the answer, right? That's like our phrase here. That's our motto here. Why do we say that? We believe that because you guys are influencers. You guys are influencers in every single thing you do. It doesn't matter about a following that you have on a social media platform. You are an influencer. And actually, your generation is known as one of the generations that are one of the biggest publishers of the world that have ever existed. Why? You can see that because TikTok is blown up. You guys are constantly creating content for everything. You guys are going to have some of like the best jobs growing up because your life is going to be fun because you guys can, you're so creative. God has given this generation such a creative mind. But here's the thing. I believe that if we don't learn how to take our creativeness that Jesus has put inside of you and connect it back to the church, connect it to back to the way that God's designed you to be, then guess what? The world can be creative too. The world can get you distracted in different ways, but here's the thing. God has put every single thing in you, and it says that every good thing is actually a gift from God. Every good thing that is inside of you is a gift from God. And as we go on and we're talking about, you know, family and different things, I believe that God has put you where you're at to be used and to transform the environment that you are in. Maybe you're in a place where your family doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you're in a place where you're the first Christian that has said, the first person in your family that has said yes to God, right? And so maybe the conversation that can happen a lot of times is my parents don't understand. They don't understand why I want to be at church all the time. They don't understand why I wake up early to read my Bible. They don't understand. Guess what? Your obedience to do the things that God has asked of you will be the thing that will unlock doors of opportunity for your parents to want to know more about Jesus, You are the answer to your family. You are the answer to your family. And how do I know that? Because I've seen person after person's lives be transformed. I've seen generations of families be transformed because of a teenager that said yes. Because of a teenager that just said, yes, God, whatever you want to do in me, yes, God, even when the going gets tough, yes, God, even when I make a mistake, I know that you're still here, but God, I'm still saying yes to you again. And guess what? God takes that and he transforms that and he uses that. And I believe that we talk about this world revival. How many of you guys have heard of the word revival before, right? We say it all the time. Like we want to see revival here on earth. I was talking with um, a friend of mine, a a pastor friend of mine, and he um, actually talked about how somebody had asked him, when is revival going to happen? 
When are we going to see America on fire for God? When are we going to see teenagers on fire for God? When are we going to see this giant change, this thing that we've been praying for? And he said, I think that the reason that revival hasn't happened is because churches and young people and pastors have been more concerned with building a following of people to follow after them versus chasing after the things that break God's heart. The things that break God's heart. Things like your family not being able to know Jesus. Things of us feeling like we have to be in control of all of our situations. Things like we don't get broken for people. Today, I was actually driving by Walmart, um, and I saw this family that was standing on the corner with a baby, and I was like, well, that's weird. It's hot outside. Why is this family here? He didn't have a sign at the time, and I had seen a sign on the floor, but he had said, I just need formula for my baby. And my heart just broke. Maybe it's because I'm a mother. Maybe it's because, you know, like I saw, I felt compassion for them in the moment. But here's the thing. I think a lot of us have grown numb, grown numb to the things that God has used to get our attention, to the people that need our attention. And my heart broke. And I was like, guys, we have got to go get them formula. We've got to go get them. We got to see what they need. Like there is a reason. It takes a lot to be standing on a corner like that. Here's the thing that I would question you. When's the last time that you cried for something that broke God's heart? When's the last time that you mourned for something that broke God's heart? I think a reason that we don't see revival in our families, we feel like, God, we're praying. God, we're doing all the right things. God, this and that, this and that. It's because we don't have selfless motives. Instead, we have selfish motives where we're just like, God, what can you do for me in return? God, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to be committed to you. I'm going to go to church for you. But God, if my mom doesn't want to come with me, then I'm not going to, I'm not, it's not worth it. Like, what is the point in this, right? And a lot of times we get stuck on the me, me, me of it. But guess what? God's just saying, Would you just look out? Would you just look out at the opportunity that's in front of you? I can use you, but I need your heart to break for something. I need your heart to break for something. And as I was going through that, I really feel like God just highlighted a scripture and passage to me. And you guys actually have it on your seats. You guys have it on your seats. You guys can pull this out. There's a couple right there. If you guys could pass those out right there. If you don't have them, you guys can pass them out. Leaders, if you could help me with that. I want every single person to take this, okay? Because if you look at this, this is actually Romans 12, 9 through 21. And I feel like God really highlighted something to me that I feel like it's going to change our world if a generation of young people can just cling to this, can hide this in, his, in their hearts. It actually says in Psalm 119, 11, it says, for I've, for I've hidden the word of God in my heart that I might not sin against God. If you want to be somebody that lives blameless for Jesus, that does not constantly feel like you're making mistakes, constantly feel like you're caught up in sins, then guess what? You need to hide the word of God in your heart. Write it as a staple on your heart. And as I was reading this, I was just like moved by it. I was like, man, God, do I exemplify this passage? Do I look at the scripture and am I doing the things that you've commanded of me? And it was kind of a little bit of a, like a realization of like, God, okay, something's got to change even in my heart. And I just want to read this real quick. So everybody, as you look at it, it says in Romans nine, it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them from the beginning, like what? That was good, okay? Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in confident hope. 
Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Say, keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think that you know it all. How many of y'all think you know it all, right? Okay. Don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. And then at the end it says, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. As I was reading this, I was like, whoa, God. You just dropped like a one-on-one pamphlet of how to get our families saved, of how to get our relationships to flourish, of how to build families that last that last. And here's what I would say is that this scripture was meant for every single believer. What we write in the Bible, it was not just for people of the old times. It was not just for adults. What it was is really God's instruction manual to us to say, hey, you want to see people's life change? You want to see your family's life change? You want to see your your heart passionate and on fire? Then guess what? Take my words and live by it. Take my words and live by it. And as I was reading this, I just want you guys to take this home this week. And I believe that God is going to reveal something so, so special to you as you read this. Little parts of this might begin to stick out to you. I see somebody highlighting already. I love that. But here's what I want you to do. Take this home. And I'm going to challenge you, okay? Because I believe that if a generation of young people can get the word of God in their heart, then they can be unstoppable, right? And I know that I can memorize a song, right? Like I hear Justin Bieber once on the radio. I know every word, right? I jam out. I know every word. And I was challenged that as I read this, I said, whoa, that's a big, big, that's a big command from God. He's telling me exactly what to do. And I was like, I need to memorize this. And then I began to think, our teenagers need to memorize this. Because if we can learn to really love people, not just to pretend, if we can learn to bless people that hurt us, if we can learn to live in harmony with each other, if we can learn to not seek revenge after people, if we can learn to rejoice because our God is in control, if we can learn to do these things, then guess what? We would be unstoppable for the kingdom of God. Guess what? It would be impossible for people to see you, to know you, and their lives not to be changed. Because as you live this way and God transforms your life, it's like a domino effect. He begins to transform the lives of other people around you. And so here's what I'm going to challenge you guys to do. We're going to end a different way, okay? But I want you to split up with the person next to you. And I'm going to give you guys just two minutes, okay? You had to memorize this whole thing in two minutes. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. I know you're like, no, school just started. But here's what we're going to do. You're going to turn to the person next to you, and you're just going to read this out loud, okay? And then you're going to take the pen that's in your seat. You're going to circle the part that stuck out to you. Okay, yeah, there's pens in the back, seat backs of you, okay? Circle the part that stuck out to you. And then you're going to keep doing this every single day. And what we're going to do is at the end of the month, we're going to do a competition to see who can memorize this entire paper. This entire paper, okay? Because God's going to transform your life when you start to memorize his scripture, when you start to memorize his word. And so real quick, if we could just get some music on, some worship music on just real quick, something simple. 
You're going to turn to your neighbor, you're going to read it, and then you're going to circle what stuck out to you, and then you're not going to lose this paper. You're going to keep it with you, and in the mornings, we're going to go over in our devotional time, okay? And you're going to start to memorize scripture, okay? So right now, you guys can do that. Turn to the person next to you and read it out loud to each other, and then circle what stuck out to you. All right, real quick, we're going to pray over this, all right, because I know it's a challenge, but I believe that it's something that you can do and that God's going to transform your life. And it might even be something that just begins to be exciting to you. They're like, whoa, I want to memorize the scriptures. I want to memorize the word of God because you're going to see how God transforms your life when you get his word in your heart. And so, dear Jesus, right now, I just pray over every student in this place, every leader in this place. I pray right now, God, that you would just begin to make your word so real to us, God, that as we read your word every single day, as we commit to memorizing your scripture, God, I pray that we would just begin to see you transform our lives, God, that it's impossible for darkness to exist where your light is shining bright, God. So, Lord, I just pray as students begin to to read these scriptures and memorize it, God, I pray that they would see the fruit of it, God. They would see you transform their homes, God. They would see you do mending in relationships that have felt broken for a long time, God. I pray right now that you would just flood their houses, God. You would flood their hearts, God. I pray that you would flood their minds, God, with joy, God. I pray that you would just guide them as they read your scripture, God, to just hunger for more of you, God. We just want to be hungry for you, and we want to be filled with you, Jesus. So, God, right now, we just pray that you are going to do something big. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do in and through us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen and amen. for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.